Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by realtor Andy Wells. You'll hear from Andy in just a minute. Any of your real estate needs in Louisiana, call or text Andy Wells at 225-772-6000. Trey Blossman and I are going to have some takes on the NCAA basketball tournament, March Madness. They're down to the Sweet 16. We'll talk about the LSU Tigers, their loss to Michigan. Talk about the rest of the teams, who might win it all, who might not. And Trey Blossman will have some March Madness Sweet 16 basketball picks for you later this week. We'll drop an episode Thursday or Friday. Of course, Trey does very well with the NFL and college football picks. He'll have some Sweet 16 picks for you. And heck, I may even throw a pick in since I'm the oldest dude on TikTok, right? All right, don't forget that. So, Trey Blossman will also have some NBA comments for you on the New Orleans Pelicans, the trading deadline, LeBron James, and some other things pertaining to the NBA. All of that's kind of a basketball sports takes episode for you here. And we look forward to bringing it to you. We're going to uh, remind you to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, and I'm the oldest dude on TikTok, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Check me out, connect, follow. I'm happy to do that. We're going to hear a message from Andy Wells, including his phone number, where you can reach out to him. Then we'll be back, and we'll be joined by Trey Blossman for this week's episode of Sports Takes. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Kelly Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Hey, I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for Sports Takes, as I have mentioned to you. Don't forget, later this week, Thursday or Friday afternoon, we'll drop an episode of Trey Blossman's March Madness picks. You know, he does all the football for you, the NFL, the NCAA, uh, college football. But we're going to get some sweet 16 March Madness picks going. I might even throw in a pick for you as well, being as I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. So uh, <laughs> let's get into some good stuff here first. We welcome Trey Blossman to the podcast. Trey, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tommy. Doing fine. Uh, interesting tournament thus far, to say the least. Uh, you want madness? We missed it last year. We've had plenty of madness in the first weekend. Uh, some of the games just have you have to just say, "Wow!" You know, Abilene Christian defeating Mighty Texas. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I'll tell you what. Well, you know, it's called March Madness for a reason, and we've all been doing this for many, many years, and all our listeners out there, we all know there's going to be an upset. There's going to be a buzzer beater. There's going to be a little controversy. There's going to be a Cinderella story. We just never know which direction it's coming from. This year's tournament, after no tournament last year, has certainly followed that pattern with being so entertaining and so compelling and so many storylines, which we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, we're down to the Sweet 16. 
and uh, all happening up in the Indianapolis area, the center, center of the state of Indiana, using several different venues, and that'll shrink down now, and we'll see what's up. Trey Blossman, being asked that I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you're on the North Shore just above New Orleans in St. Tammany Parish. Let's first talk about the LSU-Michigan game uh, played Monday night where the Tigers came out very hot uh, late in the first half. Michigan made a run, actually went to the locker room with a one-point lead. They were able to separate down the stretch. Uh, the number one seed Wolverines eliminated Will Wade's number eight seed LSU Tigers. Your thoughts on that game? Well, number one, Michigan playing remarkably well without Isaiah Livers, one of their top two or three guys, the real glue on that team. Uh, congratulations to them for being able to withstand playing without one of their best guys. Had the Tigers been missing Javante Smart or Watford or even Darren Days, I don't know how we would have competed. Uh, hats off to LSU for beating a pretty game St. Bonnie team in the first round. And they were right there and had poised for the win last night. But I'm not going to say choked down the stretch, but were outplayed down the stretch. And, Tommy, I hate to be the guy. I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to be. I thought the officiating was very poor, and I thought it was obvious in several instances that they were favoring the number one seed Wolverines. I thought on the play that Watford fouled out on late in the game, there was an obvious foul against Michigan against Cam Thomas going for the offensive rebound. Uh, the Michigan player raked him right across the arm, knocked him to the ground, which in effect caused the tumble that caused Watford to be called for the foul. And the game was basically over at that point. Uh, and that's unfortunate. You hate to see a good close game decided by, in part by, I'm not going to say decided by, but decided in part by some questionable officiating. Well, you know, Michigan had a player step out of bounds right before making a bucket. Nobody called that. Very, very uh, obvious with the guy right on the line looking at it and not calling it. Yeah. And I was watching it with a group of people, and I yelled he stepped out before they even went replay. Yeah, so, so, so did I, Tommy. Yeah, I'm it an old obvious. basketball official. Yeah. and Yeah. And, and so, and then I thought when uh, Thomas made the move from the right wing into the lane for the running shot, and they called him for a charge, I thought that was a poor call. Officiating been poor tournament wide, and there was a couple calls ticky tacky against Michigan as well. It's just a shame that you know in the NCAA tournament you don't get better officiating. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and that's uh, bad on the NCAA for sure. And here, here's my kind of summary on the LSU Tigers. Uh, they went 19 and 10. Let's tip the hat to the whole operation of college basketball for getting these games in and getting us a tournament. And, uh, you know, now down to a sweet 16, which they'll, they'll be able to have a final four. But LSU went 19 and 10. They finished third in the league, runner up in the conference tournament. And, you know, a nice win against a nine seed St. Bonaventure in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then they're eliminated by a number one seed in a game that they had a realistic chance to win going down the stretch. So all in all, that's good. Now, on the other side of the coin, there's just they don't have an offense. It's one on five. It's like P.E. class basketball or recess basketball. Uh, I'm just discouraged that Will Wade doesn't coach and, and put an offense in. 
But maybe that's how he's got to get these talented players. Say, hey, we're just going to let you do what you want and try to see if you can get to the NBA. But the team concept, offensive team concept of of an offense in basketball does not exist at LSU. Whoever kind of goes over the half court line, you know, figure out a way to get a shot, and the other four guys are going to stand around and watch. I think that's very disappointing. And can't not say it. There's a big cloud hanging over the program. Once that investigation's concluded uh, by that independent investigation arm on the Will Wade comments and the illegal recruiting or whatever they may find, that's going to really lower the boom on this program. Uh, that's going to be a bad day for LSU basketball when that uh, investigation is concluded. With that being said, it was a good season if you're an LSU basketball fan, they, they accomplished a good bit and maybe laid some groundwork for the future, keeping in mind, mind about the cloud hanging over it. Yeah, well, they uh, it was a good season. It was a successful season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it, they were fun to watch, even as disheartening as it was to watch them at times. The two blowout losses to Alabama were very ugly. But, hey, they rallied late in the season. Bama's going to be in the Elite Eight, maybe the Final Four, maybe the title game, and we played them to one point on a neutral court in a game we could have easily won. That's all impressive. But uh, season's over. Looking forward. Well, we're that. Season's over for the Tigers, anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're down to the Sweet 16. Should be really interested. Four games coming up this Saturday, four games Sunday. Again, we're going to have some Trey Blossman, March Madness picks. Uh, for you either Thursday or Friday afternoon. Plenty of time for you to get your wagers down uh, on the Sweet 16. Trey, uh, my two things I take away from the tournament, one, the Gonzaga story. Can they be undefeated like Indiana did in 1976 and win a national championship without losing a game? Uh, I think that's a big storyline. All the double-digit seeds is a big storyline. And then probably one of the more clever tweets from over the weekend, uh, schools were inquiring about the buyout for Sister Jean from Loyola of Chicago. And that their team is a story. There are people thinking they can win it all. Uh, you know, what, well, so there's, there's been a lot of great stories to come out of the March Madness. And they're still there now that we're down to 16 teams. Well, with respect to Loyola Chicago, a lot of so-called experts and columnists opined that they were done no favors being given an eight seed, that they should have been higher than that. And that second round matchup with Illinois, potential matchup with Illinois, was unfair to them. Well, that didn't seem to bother them too much. They went out and not only beat Illinois, but destroyed Illinois, a team many people had going to the final game against Gonzaga. So that was very impressive. They are good. I knew when they beat Drake a couple of times that they were good because Drake's got a really good basketball team. Uh, I, I, I We didn't mention this team, and I feel like I, I'm compelled to do so. Uh, a lot of fun to watch with two very good players and enough role guys to get two wins last weekend. I'm talking about Oral Roberts. I don't know, <laughs> Tommy, if you remember – Dale Brown used to be good friends with Pastor Roberts. Yeah, well, I, and I know of a uh, funny story. Uh, Dale Brown walked into then athletic director Bob Broadhead's office in Baton Rouge, and he had a sport coat on, and he was 
telling Bob he wanted a new contract and he, he needed a raise or anything. And, and, you know, Bob's like, what's going on here? And Dale like pats his chest pocket and says, in my pocket here, I have a contract offer from Oral Roberts to go be their basketball coach. Bob Broadhead's answer was, well, here, let me give you an ink pen. You can sign it. (laughs) (laughs) But so in other words, Dale didn't get the raise and obviously didn't go to Oral Roberts. But I remember Bob Broadhead telling me that story. And I I laughed for quite a while. He said, well, let me get you an ink pen so you can sign it. (laughs) Well, well, look, Bob was a really funny guy. Bob Bob was good friends with my father. My my father met Bob Broadhead on an LSU trip to the Holy Land one summer. And Broadhead and Dale Brown, they went to the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Uh, I didn't make the trip. I was a college student. Some of my younger brothers did. But on that LSU trip, my family met uh, the Broadheads. And the Broadheads spent a lot of time down at our home in Destin, in the ensuing years, Bob loved to fish. He was a fisherman and a heck of a guy and a good friend of the Blossman family. Well, I'll say this, and I got to know Bob fairly well because he started doing a lot of radio work in Baton Rouge. And uh, I got to know him. We went to a couple of functions together. We used to have these meet and greets for all the listeners and the radio personalities in Baton Rouge. And uh, I got to know him. And you're right, he was very clever. But I also don't think he gets enough credit for taking LSU's athletic department into the business end of an athletic department, which is what he kind of began that transition from it being, you know, the, 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 the PE department, athletic department to this is a business we must, you know, we got to keep the concession stand money. We, we got to, you know, get the seat licenses going, which came much later, but his idea first, he, he was a brilliant man who I want to say went to Duke and, you know, had a lot of experience at the NFL front office level. And he took all that and, and he did a lot for LSU. People don't like to give him a lot of credit and not a lot of people in Baton Rouge are fond of his tenure as an athletic director. But if you dig deep into it, he did a lot. He started and accomplished a lot of really good things for the athletic department. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Accomplished is the word. He accomplished a lot of good things in a relatively short tenure, Tommy. Yes, he, he did do that. So, uh, Trey, as we, we wrap up the March Madness, uh, any other storylines really jump out at you before we shift and talk a little NBA? Well, you mentioned LSU's lack of uh, an offense, if you will, an organized offense. I'll tell you who has one, and that's Gonzaga. They also <laughs> run, the, they run the fast break. They get up and down the court, but if they don't score on the break, they get into a half-court offense. They uh, use isolation. They use movement, and they use the back cut to the basket better than any college team I've seen in the last 30 years. That's an old-school ball style you would have seen in the 70s from Bobby Knight. Uh, Really fun to watch. I tell you. I tell you what else has a good offense is Michigan. They get the ball into the paint, out of the paint. Of course, they got a big guy in there. You know, else you don't have a big guy in the middle. You know, but I thought Michigan's ball movement uh, was was really good. Uh, you know, with with what I saw last night, and I'll be honest, I, I hadn't seen much of Michigan until last night or until this tournament. But anyway, so uh, that's it for uh, March Madness. Again, later this week, Thursday or Friday, just make sure you favorite this podcast or be looking for it on all the social media links. What we'll Trey Blossman's Sweet 16 March Madness picks. Before we talk NBA, 
I remind you, if you're looking for a realtor in uh, the greater Baton Rouge area or anywhere in Louisiana, I highly recommend Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. Call him or text him. Andy Wells, 225-772-6000. Trey Blossman, as always, you got some NBA thoughts and comments. We're ready for them. Well, the Pelicans coming off a big win at Denver are uh, playing at home tonight, hosting the LeBronless LA Lakers. Anthony Davis and LeBron now both out for the Lakers, and uh, they're not a really good team without those two guys. Pelicans need to get a big win tonight in that game for those unaware lebron james has sprained his ankle he has a high ankle sprain uh, i can't believe he hasn't blamed it on a somebody else he had a collision with former pelican uh solomon hill uh, i can't believe lebron didn't blame this on hill because that's the kind of guy lebron is i was reading a thread on social media about his injury and about the impact it would have on the team and there's a lot of people very critical of LeBron. There's about half the people supporting LeBron. But uh, this was the funniest thing I read on the internet all weekend, Tommy. A guy named John Burek. I have no idea who he is. He writes, and in uh, relatively few words, says a hell of a lot and makes a funny statement. He says, tough news on the ankle. Any updates on how his vagina is doing? <laughs> when, when you told me that the other day i cracked up i laughed out loud as they say uh but no Le lebron's one of the greatest to ever play the game of basketball but he just needs to play basketball you know stay in your lane bro don't worry about all that other stuff because uh less than less people care about what you say than you think do by the way pelicans are a six-point favorite over the lakers in that uh, game tonight uh wow over and under 222 uh, and that line has obviously moved because of Davis and James being out for the Lakers. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think this spot's about where it should be. The Pelicans should win the game. Uh, again, they were very impressive in the game against Denver. But just when you think they're turning the corner and rounding into form, they lay an egg, which they did against Minnesota in the first game after the uh, All-Star break. So a big game, I think, for the Pelicans tonight, if they're going to have any chance moving forward to get into the playoffs. Interestingly, uh, Tommy, the trade deadline for the NBA is Thursday. So we ought to start seeing some action probably tomorrow morning on player movement. A lot of speculation about Lonzo Ball leave, uh, being moved. Chicago's very interested in him. There's some reports that the Lakers are interested, that the Warriors might be interested uh, I hope he stays here. I like the nucleus of the three guys that came from the Lakers, along with Zion and the other young talent moving forward with this team. And, uh, uh, you know, as I've said, I, I didn't like Lonzo Ball when he was a younger player. Most of that stemmed from his father being a lunatic. But I love the way he's changed his game. I love the way he's worked on his outside shot. Uh He's a gamer. He brings it. He plays hard, and he's conscientious. He's not happy when he's not doing well. Uh, I hope he stays in New Orleans for a long time. Well, we'll see how all that goes. You're right. Pelicans uh, should pick up a win against the Lakers uh, here on Tuesday night in New Orleans, and then we'll see if maybe that could get them uh, spark in the right direction and get a little win streak going. 
All right, uh, Trey Blossman again, uh, Thursday or Friday afternoon, definitely no later than Friday. We'll have Trey Blossman's March Madness Sweet 16 picks. Uh, hey, you can pick one game or all of them, right? whatever you want to do, kind of like when you do the NFL and the college football. So we look forward to that, Trey, and uh, stay dry. A lot of rain in South Louisiana today and tomorrow, and we'll uh, visit later in the week with some March Madness picks. Yeah, I think the rain's supposed to continue till Thursday, Tommy. Uh, can't wait to make the March Madness picks. I still say Gonzaga's going to win the whole thing. I think there's really only two teams in the Final 16 that can threaten them, and those two teams are Alabama and Baylor. Well, I, I, well, I watched Baylor the other day. Man, they look really, really good, and they're well-coached. Uh, LSU fans should watch Baylor when they're on the offensive end of the basketball court and see the difference of what you saw when you watch LSU. Yeah. Same thing with Gonzaga. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.